time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I was sitting around yapping. I was yapping with my music partner, my business partner, Janet Clazzy, and she was... Uh, she brought up high school, uh, and but, but only in this reference, you know. She brought up high school in the reference, uh, wondering if I remembered my alma mater song. That song they call the alma mater. And well, I my my immediate reaction to her was, "Come on, you got to be kidding." She goes, "No, no, 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 no. Just you know, just start, and so you know, just." Off the top of my head, through the years of deep devotion, we will ever loyal be. Love and cherish all our memories of our high school days with thee. I was scared at this point, but I kept going. And the portals will remember friends who made our lives sublime. Alma mater, alma mater, praises be forever thine. I couldn't believe it. I knew the whole thing. It was so freaky. I just, uh, why would my brain hold on to that little ditty? But it did get me thinking about that in, in, in the spring of my senior year of high school, that's back when Latin was still being taught, and you learned everything about sex in freshman health class back in that era. In my senior year of high school in the springtime, two of the cheerleaders decided they wanted to hold one final party, invite everybody in the class, a bash. I don't think anybody called it a bash, so I, unabashed, I share that it was a bash, though. They, they, they started out working together, these two cheerleaders, but then they had a fight. Surprise, surprise. So instead of holding one party, it became two Marsha was holding one and Marie the other. Now, here's the problem. You were not allowed. It was not permitted. You, were, you couldn't go to both parties. They were planned to be held at the same time. And it was made clear if you were going to Marsha's party, you were not welcome at Marie's. And if you planned to slip into Marsha's party and then going over to Marie's, she made it clear she had spies everywhere. You would be found out. It was unacceptable not to join one of the parties. So the gamemanship was on. Both girls, Marie and Marcia, they became party planners, decorations, a menu of what they were going to serve, even a lineup of the music songs that would be played for dancing. 
Secondly, each one of these ladies developed a party theme. Marcia's theme was one last time before we depart. And Marie's theme was, we are seniors. Let's go out in style. Now, number three, see, the, the third part here is after they developed their party themes, everyone was informed of the party favors. What you were going to get if you came to the prop party. If you went to Marsha's party, you got free tickets to a movie, a neat hat, and homemade saltwater taffy. I don't know where that came from. Marie offered the same things, but also gave a coupon for 40% off on jeans at the Lazarus department store. Our attendance to the parties was being bought. Which actually leads to the final part of this party planning. The planning of a party. It's number four. It's called party pride. People started becoming proud that they were going to Marsha's party instead of Marie's, or Marie's party instead of Marcia's. So it no longer was about having fun. People started attacking each other, questioning authenticity, questioning whether we were a good senior class member. By the time the parties actually happened, everybody was so uptight about who was going to where and where who was going to who that the actual experience of the gathering was just a big fat bomb you see let me explain something that you probably already know that long long ago in this country we call the United States of America when most people made their living by planting seeds we came up with this idea of representative government you know what that means. That means that since you wouldn't be going to Washington, D.C., and probably would never even see Washington, D.C., you're a farmer, right? So you voted for someone to go there and represent you in Washington, D.C. He was supposed to be like you, knew your heart. He represented your interests and your desires. That was the thought what we might call the theory of American government. But see, here was the problem. This person who got elected, he had to get a lot of votes to get elected. So he made a lot of promises. And most of those promises could not be kept. So you personally were not represented real well. Now, just take a moment. Stop and think about it. You vote all the time for someone to go represent you in Washington, D.C., but you probably would not give somebody the authority to represent you to go buy your groceries. How about would you, would you let somebody represent you to buy your new car to purchase a house for you or to decide where your kids should go to college? No, 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 no. You're too independent, right? You're too, you're too individualistic. You have a mind of your own. So you, you would want to be represented in each one of these situations. But for some reason, you will meekly go to the polls 
and vote some, for someone you probably have never personally met, mainly because you are part of his party or her party, and that party offers you the best favors and chance to express your pride. The end result? You have a stranger who goes to a strange city with other strange people in a strange environment and ends up doing strange things? Surprise, surprise, surprise. He or she is soon corrupted because the system is completely corrupted. Our forefathers, pretty nice chaps, but they were brats too. They were what we would call elitists. They could not envision a possibility where the actual American people, the ones that planted the seeds and dug the, dug the potatoes out of the ground, they couldn't imagine that those people could weigh in on the issues of the day, that they needed more intelligent people to represent them. They couldn't imagine a time when you actually could weigh in right on the spot with the issues at hand because there was no internet. Hell, there wasn't even a telegraph. So everything about this system that we keep promoting all the time and advertising is outdated and has proven through several elections, many elections, to be unreliable to express the actual will, heart, mission, and purpose of the people. Yet, we continue to hound civilians. We ridicule them. We, sh we shame them into the responsibility of voting. Get out there and vote. What's wrong with you? You don't have any right to voice your opinion if you don't vote. The question is, am I voicing an opinion when I do vote? Many times the conclusion has already been determined simply based upon the way the regions in our country are set up and the districts are divided. So what should we do? Can I propose a very simple plan? Ah, did shoot. How highfalutin am I today? A plan? John Cream has a plan. No, I don't have a plan. I, 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 I sometimes have ideas. Maybe we should do away with the two-party system and we should just let individuals present their resumes for the job of representative or even president based upon their experience, their views, and their ideas. Now, here's the interesting part to me. Let's find neutral people to get on television and share the policies of these people. And they should be presented aloud in front of the American people. And rather than having debates back and forth where we call each other names and we question whether or not we really love our wives or not or whether we love God... There would simply just be a clearing of the air over the issues. You would know clearly what everybody stood for. Then the American people in each state could offer their wishes via the Internet. That's right, via the Internet to their representative in Washington or to be the president 
and a true democracy could be enacted based upon appreciation of the true issues as they are shared without attacking the other party and given to the people factually, we would get an actual report of the heart of the American people. We, just like Jefferson, just like all of our forefathers, we do not want to do that because we think people are stupid. So we want to give them the courtesy of voting. Voting is a courtesy. But if we don't like what they've selected, if we don't like the percentage of them, of what they stand for, we will twist it, we will turn it, we will set it on its head. This is why we call it the Electoral College. It's a college. It's smarter than us. It has a degree in politics. We, on the other hand, are amateurs. I am from the Electoral College. You are the Electoral Grammar School. It's pretentious. It's self-righteous. If we let the American people decide things via the Internet, there would be no need for a polling place, no need whatsoever for billions of dollars to be spent on television smear campaigns. My God, I wonder what we could do with that billions of dollars we're spending on campaigns. Oh, gee, let me think. Golly. Oh, I'm sorry. Only, only a thousand things came to my head. Forgive me. And just as we will not accept a two-party check at a bank, we should bank on the fact that a two-party system is equally, equally, as unreliable. Well, people say, well, we put it on the internet, people could hack. People could hack the internet. It's like people can't hack the voting booths. It's like people can't hack the voting computers. Maybe we should work on making sure people don't hack us. Didn't the last election get hacked? Didn't weren't we interfered with in many ways? So that's this is not a real situation. In the American form of democracy, the party planning, the party theme, the party favors, and the party pride have become much more important than the people's wishes, the people's need, the people's inclinations, the people's heart, and the people's mission. It's what they call an oligarchy. Forgive me for throwing in such an odd word. But, but an oligarchy is just a bunch of high-minded highly funded, highly bred, often highly educated and highly promoted individuals who feel that they're just smarter and better than the American people. And they'll do most anything to get voted in so they can go to Washington and support whatever is being pushed by the highest bidder from their party. So to a certain degree, the most noble thing to do in this country is to stop voting until voting matters. Oh, I, can, I, I hear people just get so upset. You're not an American. You're not an American. Henry Clay had the same concept back in the 1850s. He said the best thing for us to do is to try to get along with the South. Try to find a way to work with slavery because it's just what, the, what it is. There's no need to change this thing. 
It's just the way it is. So we'll have a slave state here and we'll have a free state here. He came up with what was called the Missouri Compromise. And it was a compromise. And that's what our government is today. Everything we're talking about is a compromise. It just doesn't work. Just like slavery being included in the American philosophy of all men being created equal was a bit of a contradiction. You're being lied to. Remember Marsh and Marie, the ones that planned the party? They were failures because they stopped being about the students and their friends and they ended up just being about the party itself. The America two-party system is a joke because it doesn't represent the will of the people, but rather the whim of a party that is more concerned about its image than the progression the progression of the common good. You can ignore everything I've said in this podcast. You may wish to. You can make fun of the ideas. You can say they're un-American. You can say they're not patriotic. You can say I even don't have the right to say anything since I am not in favor of voting. I wouldn't be offended. You could be right. But I have to say this, to continue to think that your vote makes a difference because the bureaucrats in this country want to dupe the people into believing they have some sort of singular power. Well, that just leaves you looking ridiculous, my friend. The good news is people should have a right to hear the truth about the standing on an issue without having it promoted and pushed by a party. The better news is since we have the ability to instantaneously hear from millions of people all at once, we could actually produce more of a pure democracy. After all, it works for the voting on American Idol and the voice. <laughs> Why not our government? That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com. <laughs>